You're listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, a podcast that delivers value and offers up insight that'll help your credit union grow. ServiceStar has been consulting with credit unions for over 20 years, growing them in the areas of cultural development, leadership development, and management training. To learn more about what ServiceStar can do for you or your credit union, check them out at servicestarconsulting.com. You know what? I want to be an order taker when I grow up. It's something that you will never hear a kid say when you ask them in fifth grade, what do you want to do when you grow up, little Tommy? This is Scott Albrecht from the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. I got my co-host, Scott Anderley here, and we're talking about order taking in the credit union industry. Let's go. Scott Anderley, what do you know about this thing called order taking? Man, people want it done right. <laughs> yeah, that's something we did all the time at Chick-fil-A. Sometimes people would be like, well, why don't you have a machine order take for you? Uh, which we do. I don't work there anymore. They have the Chick-fil-A app and you can order through there. But people still want that human touch when they're order taking. Why would people come to an actual order taker? What is the value of an order taker in such an efficient day and age that we live in today? What are your thoughts? You know, when we put this topic down, I was super excited to talk about it because no one no one grows up saying that they want to be an order to order taker when they grow up. And yet, when we walk into the average credit union or even call into the average credit union or even do a mortgage application with the average credit union or even do like a business application with the average credit union, the average credit union employee takes on that role and we've never asked them to be an order taker. Mm. But for mm-hmm. some reason they believe the best way to serve somebody is by, so what's your name? Okay. How much are you applying for? Okay. Uh, how much income do you have? Will there be any co-applicants, right? Like taking everything that is human about a human being and stripping it out of the human being (laughs) to just be a, I'm going to fill out this application I'm going to ask you the questions that are on this application, and then we'll get back to you with a decision as to whether or not you're a member of our credit unit or not. And so this concept of order taking is not something that we endorse. It's not something that we want to have happen, and yet it continues to happen over and over again in our industry. And so I'd like to unpack maybe today, why? What what is that urge to to order take and, and how? How do we combat that as credit union professionals, as credit union leaders? Like, how do we, mm-hmm. how do we go after this concept that that order taking is what I get paid to do? I almost think that order taking is a symptom. If someone becomes an order taker, it means that they've lost sight of the mission. What would you say the relationship is between a sales role and order taking? Could you uh, kind of walk us through that process and? You said you would, we don't want to order take, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm a sales role, and I guess I'm thinking of it like you were talking about, like if you're doing lending at a credit union, I'm also thinking like, all right, my friend who's a real estate agent is a salesperson, but if he didn't do his job well, he could be an order taker for houses. You know, we don't hear people say, I want to be an order taker when I grow up, but we might hear people say, hey, I want to sell houses when I grow up. I want to sell this. So could you talk more on that sales versus order taking? 
Yeah. So I'll, I'll put sales. Cause remember sales is a friendly word. We, we, we spent time on the podcast warming you mm-hmm. up to that word. So sales is the cuddly little uh, bunny that you had when you were five years old. <laughs> yes. It's a good thing. It, we're putting that in the middle of the pendulum. So maybe close your eyes. We'll do a thought experiment. I'm going to paint a picture for you. So imagine a pendulum swinging from left to right, left to right. And on the left-hand side, you have order taking. And on the far right-hand side, you have a pushy salesperson. And right smack dab in the middle of that pendulum is the cushy (laughs) rabbit that you used to have. (laughs) It was super soft, super chewed on uh, when you're five years old. If you teeth like I did as a five-year-old, you have a chewed on rabbit. So that's that's the point. So like order taking bad, pushy salesperson bad. What's the happy medium? Okay, I'm actively listening. That's part of over order taking is okay, I wanna I wanna meet somebody where they're at in the sales process. So it's like when they are thinking, should I buy a new car? I'm going to give them meaningful options that that we might have at that point uh, in time of their life. Uh, If they're thinking, okay, what kind of car should I buy? Again, I'm going to meet them where they're at. That's the cushy. That's the middle. Mm -hmm. That's the middle of the pendulum versus somebody coming in and saying, Hey, I'd like to buy a car. And you're like, okay, so what model would you have? So that's order taking. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, I just want to kick the tires. I don't, I don't know what model I, I I don't even know if I need a car yet. Right. And then the other, other model is say, what, what's it going to take for me to get you into a car today? That's the pushy salesperson. It's like, well, I don't, that's not where I'm at. And so good selling is meeting somebody where they're at. And so when referral sales champion, which is a course that we've created here at service star consulting for those people who are frontline of, uh, of house uh, members, they're, they're, They're getting to learn how do I quickly, because I got a lot of people to serve today, find where somebody's at. Like I've <laughs> they're in front of you or they're on the phone with you, but mm-hmm. more than physically, like from a financial wellness standpoint, where are they at and how can we help? And that's I think that's that happy medium at the middle point of the pendulum. We're talking about member-facing employees that, you know, they might not have the authorization. To, hey, let's get started on a home loan or auto loan. These are people that are working as tellers or they're working at the call center, right? But they have the widest net that they could cast. They they see so many people and they get to have those personal conversations and get to learn about people. And we would be doing them a disservice if we found a way to make their life better and we didn't let them know. So the people we're talking to, they might not be a in a sales position, like you said, but a lot of these things that we ask for people, Craig, you might be some order taking or sales type stuff. Could you kind of expound on the mission of if you have a teller and the teller's like, well, sales is not my job. I'm not a salesperson, but we just talked about order taking and sales and then the nice bunny rabbit in the middle, which for me, it was actually a toy dinosaur, but that cushy friendly thing in the middle. How does that work for someone that's a teller? I mean, the toy dinosaur, first and foremost, is not cushy. I mean, it actually explains a lot. <laughs> you're, you're kind of one up at nighttime with a hard plastic dinosaur. Like, of course you are the way you are now. I'm a little different. Yeah. <laughs> you needed some stuffed animals in your life. Okay. I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you a plush, uh, push mellow or whatever. The, <laughs> the referral sales champion has the opportunity, not the responsibility. Well, they have both. Okay. So they have the responsibility because mm-hmm. they get paid by a credit union to serve financial wellness every member every time. But I would also see it as an opportunity like the, their their sense of purpose will be lost if they're if they're stuck in a in an order taking mode where I, I don't really take the time to invest in a conversation with the person on the other side of me like 
let me give you an example of what I mean by order taking. Somebody comes in and says, I would like to deposit this check. Somebody who's going to order take is going to say, I am going to deposit this check. <laughs> yeah. Someone who's doing referral sales champion is going to say, I'm going to deposit this check. And while I do so, I'm going to look for ways to maximize your membership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference. And so as I contrast that difference for you, yeah, that that's a day one difference. And if it's not a day one difference, then you start to day one detract from mission, detract from purpose, which actually creates disengagement in the workplace. We mm -hmm. know for a fact that the least the least engaged person in the workplace is the one that's as much detached from the mission and the purpose and the fulfillment of that role in their lives. And so how do we actually give somebody fulfillment day one as a teller, as a member center representative? It's mm -hmm. by connecting that purpose and that, that that mission to the very behavior of asking somebody how their day is, taking that check. And before you deposit it, say, you know, I saw something on the account here. It looks like you're actually not making the, the most interest that you could be. Have you considered our money market account? Yeah. Well, you know, here's some information about that. I'd love for you to, to know this is going to make you some more money. And that's it. Like it, it added adds five seconds to that transaction. It's not going to bog down your your contact center uh, call list. It's not going to bog down the line in your member center. But it's going to give the member the very thing that you promised the member when you opened up your credit unit a hundred years ago, which was we're going to take care of your financial wellness. We're going to have your six. We're going to have mm -hmm. your back. And uh, and that means every transaction, every time that you touch our credit union, we're always going to be looking out for you. There's going to be very few times where we don't have something that we could do that would make you money, save you money, save you time, make your life more convenient, or give yourself mm -hmm. peace of mind because we're always inventing new products and services. So yeah. to the person who says, well, what if, what if I see the same member every, every Tuesday? Well, I'll just pay attention to what the C-level team is bringing down because I'm guessing you're going to have new products and services. Plus, you got a really good relationship there. There's going to be some trust in that recommendation. Well, what if what if all my members are broke? Oh, the good news is the products and services we create <laughs> for your members are going to help people that are broke. What if all my members are old? Well, hey, don't be an ageist. And <laughs> old people need loans too, right? So, you know, all of the excuses you hear as to why somebody might order take, mm -hmm. you can flip them on, on its head real quickly. If, if the goal is not profit and the goal is not products, but the goal is people, there really is no excuse that is meaningful as to why you wouldn't level up a transaction. There's, there's probably one. Okay. Scott Anderley, I'll be the devil's advocate. If somebody's coming in and they're piping hot mad at your credit union, I give you permission to not <laughs> recommend a product or service that would improve their financial wellness. That's pro that's probably not the time to do it. But for 99% of the transactions, you've got an opportunity and a responsibility to serve the member the way that you promised you'd serve them when you created your mission statement in the first place. We might not use this, but what you just said, I have a great example of someone not using emotional intelligence in referral selling. <laughs> I had gone in to get a document notarized and through this process that took way longer than it should. And I had to go to multiple branches, end up booking online, even though the website said that I could do it there. And then when I walked in, we sat in to get it notarized. And the lady says, oh, I can't notarize this. And I was like, why? And she's like, I'm only allowed to notarize things in Murfreesboro. But this branch was in downtown Nashville. So I was like, I was getting a little upset, took the document, huffing and puffing. And she's like, and have you thought about getting our credit card? 
And I was like, no, I'm not, you know, you're not helping me out. And I think that goes back to what you're saying of we are here enacting the mission from 100 years ago of improving their financial well-being. We want to refer things that are helping with their dreams. And when I went in there trying to get something notarized, that was the dream. I was talking about what I was trying to do with this Airbnb thing that I got going on. A credit card in that moment, unless she was able to spin it of, hey, if you're doing some renovating, maybe you need a credit card to furnish it. But it wasn't anything like that. There was no heart behind improving my financial well-being uh, by doing that. So that's the story that's I have from what you that's said. The, that's the other side of the pendulum, right? So that's the pushy salesperson side that most bank selling models kind of institute, which is it's credit card month. We need to talk to every single person about a credit card. Mm-hmm. Hey, you heard about our credit card. Hey, uh, did you know we were doing a promotion? Hey, 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 which by the way, all those <laughs> yeah. are, are closed ending questions. So not even good credit card, uh, credit card questions. I'd rather ask like, how do you use credit cards? That'd be a, a better question that we teach you in our training. Um, but the, but the other thing, yeah. Like what if they don't need a credit card? Like <laughs> members will tell you a lot if you'd simply just listen. Mm-hmm. Like our members are usually really forthcoming because the reason why they use a credit union is different than why people use banks. Like the reason why they use a credit union is because they want that that hometown, home feel, locally owned demographic. They feel like they can trust somebody when when stuff starts to hit the fan. They have a credit union because they know they can go to the credit union and the credit union's got their back. Like the the members of credit unions traditionally treat a credit union employee like like their own family mm-hmm. at least that's been my experience and so they'll tell you about the the, the baby coming they'll, yeah. they'll tell you about the new minivan purchase that they've been dreading because you know now i'm a soccer mom maybe i should get a sticker for the back of my car like they'll, they'll be forthcoming with all these things and so many times the order takers completely miss mm-hmm. and the pushy salespeople don't even listen so the, mm-hmm. so the order takers are just like, oh, oh, cool. You're getting a new minivan. So would you like a receipt? <laughs> Dude, you just missed it on a loan. And yeah. the pushy salesman were like, oh, you're getting a new minivan. You'll be great for that new minivan. A credit card. Like, <laughs> yeah. <"What?" laughs> you just missed the opportunity to finance the minivan. Like what's better than a, a credit card? A mm-hmm. minivan finance, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. For that, for that member right at that point in time. So if you just simply listen, you'll hear, you know, it's like you're not fishing for, you know, the great tarpon that's, uh, you know, uh, very hard to catch. Many times these fish come flopping into the branches and the order takers kick it right back out. Yeah. And, and, and the and the pushy salespeople just step on it. <laughs> Peter, Peter just got <laughs> mad about our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You just get a, a referral sales champion is waiting for the door to open, mm-hmm. waiting for the fish to come flopping in because they're listening. They're looking for that need on the member's profile and they're ready to scoop in with a needs-based solution. That'd be the net in this scenario because we're going on this giant analogy with fishing and uh, and that's totally appropriate for me. But it's, it's, it's someone who cares enough to pay attention to the person that's right in front of them. Meet them where they're at. And that's how you pursue your purpose as an individual. That's how you attack the people side of things. And when you live with purpose, you get fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And you get engagement and there's just so much more about the quality of life when you can live a life that's full of engagement and, and purpose. So if you're a leader listening to the credit Union leadership podcast, you're like, you know what? My team's not bought in. My team's not drinking the Kool-Aid. My team's not all about that credit union stuff that you mm-hmm. guys uh, keep on talking about. I have something for you to send your team to. 
We've got something called the Credit Union PhD. PhD, like yep. you know what you would get if you had a degree in credit unions. And we do that every single month. It's open to the first 50 people that register and it's available on our website, servicearconsulting.com. Doesn't matter if you're a accounts payable clerk at a credit union or the CEO. We want you at the Credit Union PhD and we'd love to have you at the next one. I look forward to seeing you and your team there. And that's it from our team here at Service Star Consulting. We look forward to hearing you and seeing you at the next Credit Union Leadership Podcast.